Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. (laughs) Say the word species. (laughs) All right, here we go. Species. Oh boy. Species. Mm. That's the only way I can pronounce it without flubbing it. But you can't do spee she's. Spee she's. There you go. But I really, that like took this all is my. I work with my one year old on saying words. Well, you know, that's kind of my like base. You know, I play more to the pre K, you know, that's my humor, I guess. Um, and there's there's money in that, so you know don't poo 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 it right off the front end. Jackson's very defensive to start the week, uh, so that means he's vulnerable to text three one four three nine 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 six four six Air Comfort Service text line. Leave a mic drop. Uh, one hundred one ESPN app. It's balloon party driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Uh, Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, with you. We're on YouTube too, and we've been described as the hottest people in the world uh, by uh, those who observe gentlemen on YouTube. <laughs> Can you imagine People Magazine and it's a cover of you and me, world's sexiest <laughs> yep, men? Yep. He's 46, <laughs> under 5'3", and bald. <laughs> He's 25? Yeah, nailed it. Thank you. And one day will be bald. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, making a push. We're making yeah, a push. Yeah, you're making a Sunday charge. It's fun to watch. Uh, get involved on the program if you would like. I would imagine this will be all Cardinals all the time. Uh, Randy Carricker was out today. And uh, so Kerry Davis, Brooke Grimsley, and Matt Rocchio told me that they had Craig Mish on. And I don't know if this was meant for on the air, so then I won't use the words that Matt Rocchio described his answers. Mm. But I will use my own that won't be as uh, descriptive. Sure. Rocchio said his comments were interesting. You notice how my voice pitch altered yeah, there? Some, it just conveys intrigue to the audience without even saying, hey, these are intriguing. All right, so what do we have here, uh, Jackson? I want to hear that, and then we'll, then we'll, then we'll go off on uh, tangents. Uh, that's what I guess I'll be doing today. We got Craig Mish in the opening drive talking about Jack Flaherty and uh, what the next 24 hours is going to look like for right. him. There's a pretty good chance that Flaherty's moved in, in the next day or two. I, I do think the Cardinals have other things happening also. And I think that other players will be moved, maybe some that haven't even been mentioned yet. So I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on that and see. But it does feel like they're going to be one of the more teams in in sort of reconfiguring what their team looks like for next season. As far as Flaherty is concerned, he's kind of the big chip, I think, that they're holding as far as an expiring contract. And then they do have a glut of middle, middle infielders and even outfielders to this point that they could trade who are under contract for the future that they could try and get a pitcher or two that could potentially help them in the future. So I I do anticipate them trading Flaherty, and I do think the Cardinals are going to make other moves too. Okay. And the second one 
According to Rocchio, it sounded like he was talking that the Cardinals and Marlins could be... Yeah, potential dance partners here. All right, let's see what we got. I think that there is a chance. You know, the Marlins manager is Skip Schumacher. He has a very intense knowledge of, of what the Cardinals have and, and some of the players that he likes. And, you know, I, I think that that would certainly help any trade situation because he's going to really be able to identify what he needs to make Miami better. And so to answer your question is, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a shot that these two teams are able to hook up before uh, Tuesday at, at 6 o'clock Eastern. Now, I, I don't know exactly what the Cardinals would covet in the Marlins organization, but, the uh, you know, look, the Cardinals have a glut of outfielders. They have a glut of infielders. Miami's sort of on the uh, lacking end of a bat. They do have some pitchers in their minor league system who I think could help St. Louis in the future. So, uh, yeah, I do. I, I think there's a chance of something happening. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, Matt Rocchio told us that there was a soundbite from Craig, not to say that it's in there, but implying that uh, a name that people aren't necessarily talking about could be moved from the Cardinals. Mm. Um, so uh, that was on uh, the opening drive this morning with uh, Randy Carricker was up at Kerry Davis, Brooke Grimsley, and Matt Rocchio. You can go back and podcast at Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. So here, uh, here is my, um, I can't call it really a policy because th- for the first time in my career, the Cardinals are sellers. Mm-hmm. And even though my career goes back to 2000 in St. Louis, it's the first time I've experienced this, but this is kind of how I approach drafts. And listen, it's not to say that some people don't know, uh, or do know, excuse me, I should say, details on players. Um, but in reality, I don't, and I'm not going to act like I do. Uh, I can tell you what I read this morning from The Athletic uh, and Keith Law's review of the Cardinals and Rangers and the Cardinals and Blue Jays trades and also ESPN's uh, trade grades. And uh, and I can I can give you their opinions on it because the reality is not only have, had I not heard about these guys I still don't know how to pronounce many of their names. It's tough. I got what's what's the King guy's name? John King. John King. But the other four, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet much of my bankroll that I could get those pronunciations proper. I know you were workshopping it with Brooke before <laughs> yeah. uh, both of our shows this morning. Have you come to a conclusion on anything? You do have yes. some. Yeah. Got, First of all, Takoa Roby is a awesome name that's a great name that's right. a great that's like a superstar name to be a superstar you kind of need a name to go with it like Leonardo DiCaprio that's a great superstar name Piddles. <laughs> indeed yeah rolls right off the tongue Takoa Roby cool name uh, you want names that kind of sound like one big syllable uh, now on the the Dutch pitcher uh, I've heard multiple different pronunciations I think it's Robbers Robbers that's interesting because now you've given me two different pronunciations. Right, in a matter and so of is like he. A second and a half. He has as well. He's was sa- he on this morning? So on like one of these, like when he was representing the uh, the Blue Jays in the uh, prospects or the futures game, he said one thing, and then a broadcaster will say another, and then John Mozeliak in the press conference said a one that was completely different. So I really have no idea how to pronounce this gentleman's name, but. Uh, Hopefully he can strike some batters out. Well, it's fun because, Jackson, the last time the Cardinals had a Dutch player on their team, it was 2006. You know who that player was? Ponson. That's correct. Now, he was from Aruba, but as you know, Aruba is? Part of the, the Dutch Caribbean islands. Nice. 
Thank really you. nice. Thank you. Fun, fun with the South Caribbean here on Balloon Party this morning. Yeah. And of course, they won the World Series. So if you connect the dots, you got to like their chances with this acquisition. Unfortunately, the grades on ESPN don't like them. Uh, the Rangers got an A minus for getting Montgomery and Stratton. The Cardinals got a C. Uh, and uh, John King. Uh, I don't, uh, he said, uh, he's a 28-year-old lefty reliever who's about to hit arbitration. He is what he is. He's a ham and egger. Nice. Wow, these are, like, like brutal. Uh, I'm really not that excited about St. Louis's return. Call it a matter of opportunity cost in this trade environment with so many teams hunting for pitchers and so many teams in relative contention. I would have expected a better and differently structured package that offered more upside potential, even if that meant dipping into the rookie complex leagues for a very young wild card type or two. The Cardinals may have added to their organizational depth, but uh, uh, as far as this deal on St. Louis's end, it feels light. That's from ESPN.com on the deal with the Rangers and then on the deal for Jordan Hicks. Uh, that one is, gets a B minus. Uh, and uh, the review says that uh, Robers, Robbers, I'm going to go with Robbers. Ponson right. uh, has a 4.06 ERA for New Hampshire in 18 starts this year. He was the Blue Jays' number 10 prospect, according to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, heading into the season. Uh, Klopfenstein, as a 22-year-old right-hander, has outperformed him. Um, neither player is a high-ceiling prospect. So those are the reviews. Congrats. And uh, now, does that mean anything? Right. In reality, no. But here, here's here's where I here's where I am on the situation. All right. And, and if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw me make what gesture did I just make here? I would say it's almost a horizon move. You're looking wow. out at the horizon of no, the future of the that. Cardinals. I get up early and I meditate and I go, how can I do? great HD2 radio from 7 to 10 and how can I do a great one hour midday show and I've never gotten the answer with all this meditating yeah but it's about the pursuit amen the reward is the journey yeah just putting words you're taking them right out of my mouth nah it's fun it's fun to be this great so number one I think that the Cardinals and I would guess this is Bill DeWitt because even though John Mazalak catches the most hell, Bill DeWitt owns the organization and he is an active owner. Uh, at least he has been in the past. Maybe that's changed in, in recent times, but I don't think that's the case. Either way, the Cardinal organization, in my opinion, has set itself up for a really tough spot at this trade deadline. Now, there are still 30-ish hours left between now and the end of the trade deadline. But... The Cardinals, by saying we are not going to rebuild, we are focused on competing in 2024, I feel like they limit themselves in what should be a hell of an opportunity here on July 31st slash August 1st. And the reason being is what the ESPN.com article that I just cited uh, wrote. And that is the Cardinals are in a clear seller position. They have desirable commodities. Take your pick, pitching, hitting. And there also are all but like eight teams who are within shouting distance of a playoff spot. And so the Cardinals are in a perfect supply and demand situation. And that's when you get the best deals. But because they are 
publicly committing to being back in contention in 2024, they therefore won't be, I gather, trading Paul Goldschmidt, which I think is something that they should explore with the understanding that if Goldschmidt says, I'm not going anywhere, it doesn't matter what the Cardinals want to do. And we don't know where Goldschmidt is on that, at least officially on the record. Uh, All we can do is read between the lines. And then, of course, what John Mazalek said this weekend regarding Nolan Arnato, which I will get to in a moment here on today's balloon party. But in addition to that, let's look at 2024. You can talk about the pitching prospects the Cardinals got from the Blue Jays and the Rangers. You just heard them described by ESPN.com. And here is another sentence from this article. Uh, the Cardinals, if one of them eventually pans out as a back-end rotation starter, the Cardinals will be happy. Okay, that is that is on the Blue Jays acquisitions mm-hmm. from the uh, the Cardinals got from the Blue Jays. If one of them eventually pans out as a back-end rotation starter, the Cardinals will be happy. That's what we're talking about there, and that was the one that got the B minus. <laughs> the other one included the one that was described as a ham and acre. Now. My point being, why is that relevant to my 2024 thing? At best, at the moment, at the moment, could change. it could change while we're on the air here today, the Cardinals have two starters for next year. And keep in mind, those two starters are Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz. So it's not like you're sitting there going, well, you got two Cy Young candidates. You got Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz. And you still have to find three other pitchers. And maybe they get one who is a major league ready pitcher today or tomorrow. I do think that's possible. I actually would put that at about 50%. But that means in the offseason, you've got to get at least one, if not two. Or somebody has to develop and get that spot in 2024. That strikes me as awfully difficult. We also have to operate in the realm of reality here. And I know it may not be a popular perspective, but doesn't care. I don't particularly care. This is my opinion, and I'd like to think that this is backed up by data. The likelihood of Paul Goldschmidt being what he was in 2022 when he was the MVP in 2024 is, would you agree, less than 50%? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's older, mm-hmm. and he's 36 years old. It's just not necessarily something that one can expect. And then in addition to that, while Nolan Arnato, Nolan Arnato in comparison is younger, he's still 33 years old in 2024. And so he's on the other side of the hill. 33 yeah. years old to many people will sound very young, but in baseball, it's on the other side of the hill. And so from my standpoint, going into the Arnato conversation here momentarily, the Cardinals would be best suited by opening up the door on damn near everybody, which is why, from my standpoint, there's no doubt that the Cardinals were considering Nolan Arnato being dealt to the Dodgers or being dealt somewhere. And that is why John Mazalak didn't issue some statement saying the report in the LA Times is false. There is no way we are trading Nolan Arnato until what? Saturday, right? Saturday why? Sunday, yeah. Because... It was in play. Right. Derek Gould approaches him on Friday and he goes, not available. I'm on the phone. Oh, okay. So what was that about? That's well, because they were, I, my, they were working on something. That's what I believe. 
And now, Nolan Arnato didn't say anything because he didn't know what the situation was because they didn't say, well, we've got to deal with the Dodgers. Will you waive it? They weren't going to ask him to waive it until they had a deal. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, I'm all for John Mazalak doing that. I know in St. Louis in 2023, you just blame Mazalock for everything, but the right thing to do is hear what teams have. That's your responsibility. Yep. You're not running for office. You're running a business. You're running a baseball team. Mazalock sure as hell isn't running for office. My God, it'd be Mondale-esque. <laughs> so with regards to that, I understand the whole thing. Arnado may have been frustrated. I don't know. But either way, if the Dodgers were going to throw something on the table that made a lot of sense, why in the world would you box yourself in and say, we are not going to trade him? So why did it happen on Saturday night, even though the report came out on Thursday? Because they were talking. So with that said, I think that's the right thing to do. Why? Because I don't think this team is close to being a contender unless they go absolutely wild over the next 30 hours and this offseason to shore up the pitching staff. And in addition to that, there's, it's not like the position player situation is all locked up and ready to go. So my overall point, Jackson, is I think the Cardinals have really boxed themselves in and have limited their potential upside with this 2024 we are contending. We're not rebuilding thing. Why even say that? I don't get what the point of saying that is. I have, what's the upside in that? What if you get ridiculous prospects and you go, my God, we can't turn this down. So that is why I think the natural reaction for many people is to go, well, this trade deadline isn't that exciting. Well, of course it's not because known commodities are going out the door and names you've never heard of or may not be able to pronounce are coming in the door. That's the nature of being a seller if you're going to sell guys who are free agents in two months. Now, if you're going to sell some Juan Soto-like commodities, then you might hear about number one and number two prospects. But if you're selling guys who are free agents in two months who have injury history, this is what you're going to get. This is the market. And the Cardinals, in my opinion, were never serious about extending Jordan Hicks. I do not believe that. I believe that was a public ploy to try to get somebody to up the ante for Jordan Hicks. And it didn't work out. And so in the end, they were fortunate, I suppose, that Jordan Romano got hurt with the Blue Jays and they needed to go get Hicks. And with the Montgomery thing, Montgomery gets you what you get. But it's not like it's some name from the Rangers. You go, oh my God, the Cardinals got so-and-so for Jordan Montgomery. That's not what you're going to get for a rental for a guy who most likely is going to be like the three starter on the Rangers. Right. That's just the way that it is. Now, if they were to trade one of the big boys, changes the game. It's tough to tra- trade the big boys when, number one, now you've said you're not trading Arnado, and number two, you've said we are going to contend in 2024. Well, how are you contending in 2024 if you're trading one of the big boys? And that is why I think that was a mistake. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. What do we have? We have the Lil Piddles Weekend, weekend. wrap-up. And it's, is it sponsored? I can't imagine anybody's sponsored. Oh, you better believe it's sponsored, Tim. Angry Beaver. You mentioned wow. Piddles. You get wow. $5 off any pizza at the Angry Beaver. Things are happening. All right. Uh, that's coming your way next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What a weekend it was in the world of sports. It's time now for Lil Piddle's Weekend Wrap-Up. Presented by the Angry Beaver, a couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddle's for $5 off any pizza. That really makes me happy. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you were currency, number one. No doubt. 
the voiceover guy has to say piddles like five times. That's outstanding. And then this nonsense is sponsored. Yep. That, I mean, this is what we check, do. Check, check, check. This is just what we do. Yeah, the uh, the voiceover guy really like, you know, like a movie theater, like trailer voice saying piddles. Yeah. Is really outstanding. Piddles. Yeah. Big fan. Jamie uh, Rivers should get something for that. Yeah. He, you know, he didn't coined the term, but he certainly... You came in and said, call me Piddles. No, but he uh, popularized it when I bumped into him at a work <laughs> event, and he said, oh, excuse me, Piddles, in such a very matter-of-fact kind of manner. And so now I guess that's just my name. Can we name. have a segment called, excuse me, Piddles? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that could be the new one. It's like, I come up with like the yeah. worst questions I've had all year, and like I put them together. Like, if aliens were to invade... What game could we show them to prove that we are a worthy species so they don't probe us? Right. I th- For I th- example, which I believe was asked Friday at 10.56 a.m. Yeah. I think the better question is what former or active player would you present to be like the peak of athleticism in humanity? Hmm. Like, oh, I, I feel like that's that one, a better that one's getting I, me going. That's a better one. Like Bo Jackson would be like prime nice Bo player. Jackson, prime Dion. Um, Usain Bo Bolt. Hart, hard worker. I wouldn't put Bo. That would be like if everyone was sick and they were like, all right, I guess we got to go with Bo Hart. That's offensive. Oh, because of your deep connection with Bo. That's right. We, we were born on the exact same day. That's nuts. Jack Harlow and I have that same thing. They're right. right. March 13th, 1998. Yeah. Him and Fergie. Put you in first class up in... I got to stop or else YouTube's going to take us down. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. I did a second or more and then I could, <laughs> yeah. I could appear as a You get gift. one bar. All right, Angry Beaver's getting mad because you haven't gotten to this uh, weekend wrap-up, even though it's my fault because I went on a soliloquy and we're due for another break already. Yeah, I know. I can, I'll get this question, though, All for right, you. And it's you kind got? of... Uh, you uh, already touched on it in the first segment, but I'm going to ask it anyway. That's what you're about to say, well, right? You, well, you kind of glanced over it. The first segment, like we said, was... I didn't a, glance over anything. I essentially wrote a term paper. I wrote like a Supreme Court decision is what I just did in the first segment, all from the top of my head. That's how brilliant I am. Y'all better recognize what you got right here. Right. Well, this is for the YouTube viewers. In the first segment, you saw Tim do a uh, sort of a horizon could, look. But I'm so short that I, I think you could probably just see like the my fingertips. fingertips. Right. Like, right. why do those fingertips appear? Right. But either way, it was still mesmerizing. And uh, so now I'm going to, now you watch my hands. I'm oh, going nice. To, You're doing the dick vital. I'm going to n- narrow in mm, on, a, right. on a topic. I'm going to okay. narrow in. Uh, the Cardinals' mindset has been to retool for 2024 and be competitive next year to capitalize on Arnado and Goldie. Do you think the Cardinals are running a wild goose chase trying to retool for next year while also keeping prized assets like Goldie and Arnado? Seems like more could be done on this front in free agency than at the deadline. Can you really retool with mostly rentals for sale? So we're revisiting what I talked about in the first segment. Well, we're more narrow gauging on it because like, my question is... Let's see if narrow gauge is a phrase. And also on that, like, and this is another question By I have. Way, I don't think it is. If anybody wants to bet me, I'll Venmo you. Well, I, those two words are in the English dictionary. I just don't know if they've <laughs> ever been used in succession, which is regardless. Who cares? I'm an innovator. Uh, it's a brewery. Yeah. They're, in Florissant. Yeah. I, maybe this is like a, huh. this is like subliminal yeah. like in my head. Well, I guess they're going to be sponsoring now. Welcome board. They better. Um, so here's what I'm saying. Like, would they also would it also possibly mean like getting rid of guys like Gorman, Walker, and Wynn who are highly sought after? Probably would they get rid of them. Like, I'm asking like if teams are looking to trade with the Cardinals, uh-huh. and the Cardinals are like, we'll give you Carlson and a couple of you know here's Jordan Montgomery or like pitchers who are rentals packaged up with younger guys. 
are these teams asking like, well, what about this Mason Wynn guy? He looks pretty good or Gorman or Walker and the Cardinals won't do that. So how can you retool if you're not willing to give up prized assets? Okay, I get what you're saying, but I would categorize Arnato and Goldschmidt in a different category than Walker and Wynn. No doubt. No and doubt. Gorman, for that matter, for what is the obvious reason, age, right. contract status. So what are you asking me? I would say that, yes, I would. To narrow gauge. <laughs> I, would, I would categorize them differently, but also in the same category, the Venn diagram of untouchable. So how can you have these untouchable guys who are really what everybody wants and get the quality of talent you get to retool for 2024? I feel like all this is better done in free agency than at the deadline. Uh, I think you can if you're willing to trade Paul Goldschmidt, which strikes me as obvious right? Uh, and a mistake not to, from my standpoint. And if you are willing on Arnato, but Arnato, I would say, is even different than Goldschmidt because of age and the length of contract. If Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato were the same age and had the same duration of contract remaining, I would totally get not touching, trading either one of them. But it's a different set of circumstances with Goldschmidt. If you are viewing the future, then I understand not wanting to trade Walker, Wynn, Gorman, whomever. Um, Teams who are wanting to win now and view themselves in a spot of being a player away from you know, becoming the favorite to win a World Series, such as the Dodgers, for example, uh, would go, okay, we'll trade future assets for the now reward. We'll trade the long term for the short term. And with the Dodgers' ability to draft in their farm system, they certainly can. So I think you can tend to it. The issue is the Cardinals have taken those guys off the table. And I really think what could wind up being a huge mistake is this 2024, we're back to content. I just don't... I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you need to say that. And maybe that can be the mindset, but I just don't know why you need to say it. Because again, you box yourself in. I don't take. I personally don't take anything off the table until I have signed a deal. Mm-hmm. Just the way that it is. Because I don't know what's out there. So if somebody's willing to give me something, I go, "Oh my god!" Or all of a sudden, you're sure. There. How about this one? How about this one? I'll go back nine years. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little something. I'll give the good people at Angry Beaver something. Because I don't think they got anything out of that question, personally. <laughs> and that is this. The Cardinals were considering considering trading Oscar Tavares in 2014. Ooh. How about that? Wow. That, is, that comes from first-hand source. Uh, and I don't know what the circumstances were as to why, but I think maybe they might have seen that they were a little higher on him and then became aware that he might not be necessarily what they thought. I don't even know if anybody's ever said that on the radio. Maybe it's been talked about by 30 people. I have no idea. Um, But that was something that, again, it didn't happen, but it was being talked about. That would have shocked people. Maybe the Cardinals were like, oh, my God, Jordan Walker can't play defense. We would love to trade him. Who knows? But you don't shut the door when you can get something that could possibly make your team better. You don't. Who cares? So people are talking. Who gives a damn what people are saying on Twitter? What the hell does it matter? Uh, your responsibility is to make the team as good as possible. That's the deal. So I don't take anything off the table. From my standpoint, observing what the Cardinals have and how far away they are specifically with their starting rotation, I think they are hurting their chances of getting back to an NLCS. I'll use that as the bar getting back to an NLCS 
by not moving on from Paul Goldschmidt because I do not believe they are back in the mix for the NLCS in 2024. Can it happen? Of course. Hell, it could happen this year mathematically. But from a probability standpoint, I think they did not help themselves, assuming that they're not going to trade him. Who knows? Maybe they will by parting ways with Paul Goldschmidt and getting a huge hit of prospects. And then you can get major league ready players in exchange for the defending MVP to put him at first base. That's the kind of thing that I think that's how you make a leap forward. I think this is kind of running in place right? It's- at the moment. Again, still 30 hours left, but at the moment, and that's why I'm not sitting here as judge and jury. Sure. What, I'm, what I am judge and jury on is we're focused on contending in 2024. And I think that's a cardinal mindset that this is like some off year, you know, but you like to look at Tyler O'Neill's 2021, even though that was his only year of doing anything like that. See, that's who Tyler O'Neill is. And I'm like... No, Tyler O'Neill has done more of this type of stuff than he's done that type of stuff. So we can't just look at the positives when we have to look at the data. And also part of the data is going, crap, when a guy turns 36, it doesn't matter who he is, you know, post-Mitchell report, he isn't going to go this way. Right. He's going down. It doesn't matter. He can be a great ball player. It's just the way that it is. So get something for him while you can. And that's why I think boxing themselves into this 2024 thing, if they're not willing to make aggressive moves, is putting themselves in a spot where it's going to be awfully difficult. Unless all of a sudden they're like, here's a couple hundred million for you, Aaron Nola. Here's a couple hundred million for you, Julio Arias. I mean, that's just, there's going to be plenty of teams wanting these guys. And I just don't see the Cardinals being one of the teams that's going to go out and just land two monster free agent starters in the offseason. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. We'll break. Continue the conversation here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Clock's a mess today, but, you know, this is a day where I'm just going to be... I mean, yeah, it's, it's trade deadline. Well, tomorrow, I guess, is trade deadline day, but right. trade deadline eve, the penultimate day until trade deadline. I didn't even felt like I went that long, but I guess I did. Hell, I don't know. Either way, that's where we are. Uh, 17 minutes left in the show, and uh, this segment probably should be ending literally right <laughs> now. Jackson, I'm in an uncomfortable spot here. Oh, no. I don't like that. I'm receiving a lot of compliments in the Air Comfort Service text line. Ugh. How does one react to such a thing? I don't know. It's like I was. I, I got a jab, and I don't know how to direct. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned a bit. Uh, Tim, on fire today. 
Someone on St. Louis Radio finally saying it's sell high on Goldie. Stock will only go down from here on out. Keep the young core position players together and use Goldie to get prospects that actually move the needle for the organization and keep the winning window open longer than just 2024. For the most part, that sums up where I am. Um, my, I, I, the, the, the reason why I say it for the most part is because I'm not sure there is a winning window for 2024. Can it happen? Yes. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying, at best, as of right now, you have two starters for 2024. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the guys that they acquired yesterday, and that's fine. I'm telling you that the reaction from... ESPN and The Athletic, Keith Law, David Schoenfeld, Bradford Doolittle, is that those guys are not guys who are going to come in and be impactful in the middle of your rotation in 2024. Maybe they can. They could walk in here right now. I wouldn't know who they are, so I'm not going to act like I know. I don't. I can read rankings just like anybody else. You can do that at home. I won't bore you with that crap. What I am telling you is I know they need three starting pitchers for 2024. So therefore, this isn't a team that is a piece of away from contending. They're at the very least three pitchers away from having a rotation to field. And that is why, that is why I feel like it is better to look ahead to 2025. Or if all of a sudden it does fall in your lap, then great. But I just don't get what the need was to say we're focused on 2024. Why? Because now you've boxed yourself in. There's just no point in doing that, which is why I had no problem with the Cardinals not saying anything regarding the Nolan Arenado report from the L.A. Times. Number one, I recall this. I told this story on TMA this morning. I remember having a conversation with the late, great Joe Strauss, who is responsible for the name of this wonderful program, Balloon Party. And I'll tend to it here since it's July and I don't think I've said it yet this month. We gave the show the name Balloon Party because Strauss said when he used to turn in, tune into the what was Fox Sports Midwest postgame show and the Cardinals lost a game, they would show highlights from like the 1985 team <laughs> to like distract you. And he called it a balloon party. So anyway, I remember this was like 2012, 2013. And it was just me and Strauss on the phone. And I go, you know, I was talking with Demoff and this was off the air. I was talking with Demoff. And then I got on the phone with Strauss and we were BSing. And I go, I just, for the life of me, don't get why Crocky doesn't say something just to let people know, you know, that he would like to try to work it out. And Strauss goes, well, I mean, he didn't say anything because he's planning on a movie. <laughs> and I go, yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll take care of that. That'll, that'll wrap that up. Yeah. Well, why didn't John Mazalek say anything? It's the same thing. Because they were considering it. Yeah. But I realized that might not be something that stands to reason and I understand why it doesn't stand to reason because he's the same guy who said we're focused on 2024 and how can you be focused on 2024 and trade away Nolan Arnato at the same time although theoretically it can be possible my point being I don't know why you box yourself into 2024 what if the organization isn't going to be in a spot where they can win in 2024 but they could have some ridiculous acquisitions that could set them up for 2025 Or Paul Goldschmidt said, I'm not going anywhere. And maybe that's what happened. I don't know. So 
that, that that's the thing. That's why we have incomplete information. All I do know is what we have been told that's on the record, and that is they are committed to 2024. And what I'm telling you is I think they're a far way away from getting there in 2024. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-646. We'll have the final portion of the Lil Piddles weekend wrap-up brought to you by Angry Beaver next year on Balloon Party, driven by Mongonest, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. It's driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson, and he is Piddles. And Piddles has a sponsor on the Lil Piddles Weekend Wrap-Up, and it's Angry Beaver. Next question, yo. All right, this is a question that... I feel like uh, needs to be broached every time we kind of go through this trade deadline or free agency when we're talking about the Cardinals. When looking at the way the Cardinals are evaluated by fans versus the way the Blues are, do you think the Blues were questioned or doubted by the fan base to the same level by the card as the Cardinals currently are? And why do you think the confidence is so much lower for Mosaic in the Cards than Army in the Blues? The Cards have had a better run of success over the last ten years, and they don't have a salary cap. Uh, nice question. Could you ask the first one one more time? Sure. So when the Blues were in their kind of, I don't want to say spiraling, but their downturn. Oh, they sold. Both teams sold this year. Who would have thought? You could have parlayed that. No doubt. But in 2023, the early part of 2023, and the Blues were, it was showing that they were not going to be competitive for the remainder of the season. Do you think that they were doubted or questioned as much as the Cardinals currently are? No. And my my follow-up to that is why when the Cardinals have shown a better run of success and don't have a salary cap to mess around with? And it's not like the Blues haven't made mistakes. They've made mistakes. I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with the premise that the Cardinals have had a better run of success over the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the championship really is... Uh well, I'll say the last yeah, 15 years. Yeah, but I mean, they years. also went to the Western Conference Finals in, in 2016. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they were in the playoffs in 13, 14, 15, uh, leading into the Western Conference Finals, and hell, for that matter, 12 as well. Uh, before running into the combination of the the Kings and Blackhawks, and then and then losing to the Sharks in in, in the Western Conference Finals in '16, um, and I think there is also a belief by the fan base of the Blues, and I realize there's a there's a large overlap of Blues and Cardinal fans that the Blues will go for it, whereas the Cardinals are passive, and I think it is just human nature for fans to appreciate aggression. Mm-hmm. Aggression's too strong of a word. Somebody being active, making things happen. And in the case of, say, like, the deal and that 48 hours that led to O'Reilly coming here, not the trade to Toronto, sure, sure. but coming here, and how Doug Armstrong made things happen that led to, less than a year later, the Stanley Cup. Uh, on the other side of it, his same active element was going, yeah, we're, we're done on Petrangelo, we're bringing in Tory Krug. Point being, it can cut both ways. He didn't just sit back and go, well, Alex, let us know, we'll, we'll be waiting. And I think there is a sense with the Cardinals that they're more passive. And that is why, from my standpoint, what has taken place here over the last week with, again, I could be wrong, but I just don't think they were ever really going to seriously, truly sign Jordan Hicks to an extension. I would have thought that would have been a mistake, by the way. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a public bluff to try to encourage action. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. It's not like I know this. Uh, just because he got traded to the Blue Jays doesn't mean that I was right. But God, if I could have bet that, I would have. Uh, and then secondarily, the situation with Arenado, if you thought that that was handled poorly, one of the reasons you could use is, well, they haven't been here before. They don't know how to handle this situation. They haven't been really good at the trade deadline when they're buyers. And now they're in the spot of being sellers. And I think most baseball observers say, well, so far it hasn't been very good. But that's why I can't write an obituary on the trade deadline when there's 30 hours left on it. No doubt. Um and sometimes trades get evaluated way too soon on top of it. You know, like if you were judging 2021 and the John Lester thing, wow, what a great deal. And I remember sitting there doing the show the day of the trade deadline. I also remember watching the MLB Network that day. That. You, were you watching that? Yeah, I remember When the that John day. Lester news came across? It was and, perplexing. And Amsinger and like the four of the guys in the desk are like, Whoa. Okay. Not quite sure what the Cardinals are doing. And then I I think it might have, I can't recall. It was a former GM who goes, you know, some organizations just have a really tough time with the trade deadline. And I go, boy, (laughs) you know, people are like, well, look what they got with John, John Lester. And then they got into the playoffs with John Lester. And I'm like, listen, they got John Lester and Jay Happ because they had no arms left to get them to the finish line. They weren't like, you know, if we can get John Lester, who'd rather be in a tree stand, and Jay Happ, we just might be able to rattle off a million wins in a row and get to the playoffs. That's not what it was. Right. And by the way, and this is not results-oriented because I did the show the day after, Lane Thomas is now a commodity. So you don't just do crap just to do crap. And so from my standpoint on the Cardinals and the trade deadline, it's an uncomfortable spot because they haven't been here before, but that doesn't mean that they won't get it right. I just think that they're really hamstringing themselves by saying we're going to try to compete in 2024, especially when they have a lot of pieces left. And and what are you going to get for like a Jack Flaherty? You think somebody's going to trade you? For a rental of Jack Flaherty, who's a free agent in two months, a guy who the Cardinals can plug into their rotation in 2024 and feel good about it's just It's just not realistic. No. Who's going to do that? And plus, a lot of the buyers have already tended their needs. So, you know, unless you're really willing to give, it's tough to get. Uh, Jackson, it's 1058. I guess that's it. Time to shut it down, Tim. BK and Ferrario are up next. We will be back tomorrow. Maybe there'll be another deal. you think we'll have another deal to talk about by this time tomorrow? Yes. I'm going to enter it in. If I could enter into prediction here, I would. The yeah. Cardinals will make another move before 10 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow morning. And I would say they'll make another move after we're off the air tomorrow. With a great. I'll parlay, I'll parlay that with yeah. you. All right. BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.